Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This program is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, the Griffin Foundation, and the Hereditary Disease Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today we have longtime patient advocate Leah on with us uh, to do our HD Uncut series for this month. Um, and we are uh, just going to be talking about the holidays and how we are surviving and uh, and everything. So let me bring Leah on. Thank you so much for joining me today, Leah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so sorry. This <laughs> It took us so long to get together. It's seriously like having two toddlers is just running my life. So thank you. Uh, trust me, I understand. I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So um, oh, you it's get absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How old are your two? Um, one, two, and three. Yeah. And they're kind so, of, they're, yeah. actually, they're with me right now, so you might hear them in the background. Oh, no worries. No worries. Um, I distracted mine with, uh, decorating ornaments, so we'll see if glitter oh, or, uh, paint is all over my living room in just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. My house is a wreck right now. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. So um, let's talk about, first off, can you just tell a little bit about yourself for those who don't know who you are? Yeah, of course. So um, I am, oh my gosh, I keep wanting to say I'm 29, but I am 31. (laughs) I'm like in denial about it subconsciously. But um, I live in Dallas, Texas, and my um, grandfather had HD, my mom has HD, and I tested positive when I was 21. Um, I was actually the first person in my family to ever go get tested. So that's a little bit of, of my background. I had a um, blog for a while called Capturing the Corners, but um, it's I, I'm not really active in it right now. Um, so I'm kind of just doing... Um, some clinical studies, um, but I'm not I'm not as involved as I once was. I'm trying to kind of get back into it. But yeah, that is where I'm at right now. That's okay. Yeah, I mean we got to take breaks at some point because life happens, you know. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Having Especially with toddlers. Bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So um, you're, you said at 21, you're 31, so it's 10 years since you tested. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's been 10 years. It literally feels like it was yesterday, though. I remember the whole experience. Like, oh, my gosh. I can't. I didn't even think about the fact that it has been 10 years, but it almost has. 
Hang on, sweetie. So Sorry. let me ask you, like, the way that you thought then to versus now 10 years later, like, what's changed? Um, so honestly, like, when I was young, 21, um, and I decided to get tested, I really wasn't that knowledgeable in HC. Um, I had seen what it did to my grandfather, and all I knew was that it was, like, extremely terrifying and that if I tested positive, my life was over. Um, you know, I kind of had a really negative mindset. I, I really thought that that would be that, – sorry – that that would kind of be, like, the end-all, be-all. Um, mm-hmm. But as I um, – as I've grown and matured, I really don't look at it in such a, I mean, it's definitely still a negative disease, but I don't, I don't, I of course fear it, but um, I, I don't like think about it constantly and I'm not like constantly right. like about it and what's going to happen. Um, which is kind of another reason why I took a break from a little bit of the advocacy, um, just for, for me personally, it, I was just thinking about it too much and it was kind of, um, you know, kind of causing me to spiral a little bit just because it it was always on my mind. But now that, um, I have court, you know, I never thought that I would have kids and I have two healthy boys. They, they don't have HD. Um, so yay, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I feel like I, you know, I don't see it as the end of the world. I feel like my life is still moving on and it's moving at a great pace. Um, there's still so much more life to be had and there's still so many more experiences and memories to be made. So I feel like that's kind of where my thought process shifted, um, especially now that I'm living my life mainly for two children. Um, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you know, I just can't wait to see them blossom and grow, and that's kind of where my mindset is now versus back then. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I feel like things my perspective on things really changed when I had kids because um, I never expected yeah. to have kids either and really you know, God said uh, <laughs> yes you are so um, yeah. you know that's that's kind of how that went and uh, you know I had fertility issues and couldn't even get pregnant and then you know I've been married for 14 years and had surgery for endometriosis and then I got pregnant with my daughter so um, oh, yeah, yeah. so I, I'm telling you, like, kids change your perspective so yeah. much on things. Yeah. Oh, they, they really do. I'm so happy for you because we, I, it took us with our first, um, probably, I think about eight months to get pregnant, but my second one was definitely an oopsie baby. It was a surprise. Um, yeah. so I was really, really stressed out about him testing positive for HC. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's amazing. I know when God puts something in your life, you kind of, <laughs> yep. I mean, it's a blessing. 
at that time it was stressful. So, but we're we're in a good place now. Yes, I know that feeling well. Um, I, it was tough going through that, um, but definitely, you know, the best thing to ever happen. And and it always happens when you look back. It always happened exactly when you needed it to. But at the time, you didn't realize that. Like, you know, it it seems like, oh, my God, that's the worst time for it to happen. But then it's exactly, at least mine was, it happened exactly when I needed it to. Yes, I totally feel that. Or, like, sometimes something will be happening in your life, and you're just like, God, why is this happening to me? And then when you look back, you understand. And you're like, oh, that's why I exactly. do that. Yeah, I totally get that. Exactly. Because I think, I think you're right. Like I reached a point too where I felt like I was spiraling, and uh, and then my babies came into my life and made me even more of a fighter. <laughs> so yeah, um, you have to be yeah, right. I, I want to be here for them. Right. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and you kind of don't have a choice. Like you have to be strong that day, no matter what. You know. So even on the days that I wake up and I'm like, I feel like depressed and anxious and like I just don't like I feel like I can't do it I'm like okay well if I can't do it for myself then I'll do it for my kids because I have to absolutely absolutely I feel that 100 percent yeah for sure so are you also a caregiver for your mom um so not not necessarily my she's married to my stepdad um, the, her CAG is 43, um, which is relatively low. Um, she definitely exhibits sign of HD, signs of HD, like physically and mentally speaking. And she has for years, but she definitely, I mean, she can still take care of herself pretty well. Um, oh, good. yeah, I've, there are something, I mean, she does need, a lot of help with a lot of things and she's of course in denial of that so I help her where she allows me to help her otherwise it's a huge family blowout <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah and I, my stepdad's in denial as well I've had a couple of sit downs with him to just tell him I try, I've tried to tell him like it is and laid out all the facts and I've been like this is what mom needs and this is what's going to happen and he Seems like he understands, but I haven't really seen anything changing. So um, whenever I can, I go over to their house and just help around with anything that needs to be done. But it's not its not super extreme right now. It's pretty mild. That's good. That's good. So what about your holidays? How have you, uh, how have you been surviving the holidays? Um. Honestly, like, I I love Christmas, but it is the most stressful time of the year because we have a ginormous family, and I've got a, like, half of my family I don't know that well. Like, on my dad's, or not on my dad's side, on my husband's side, I'm still getting to know some people. So trying to figure out gifts for everybody is always, like, super hard and stressful and um, this time of year, I usually have a little uh, spiral or breakdown, but um, <laughs> so far this year, everything has been copacetic. It's been good, and I think I think I'm I've done everything. I've wrapped everything. 
I'm actually ahead of schedule. Um, <laughs> but God, uh, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> I mean, normally I wait until the last minute, but I it, it's just been so stressful for me lately that I'm like, if I just get out of the way, I don't have to think about it anymore. So that's what I did this year. <laughs> but um, yeah. but yeah, we've been having fun. Um, you know, as a family, we've we drive around and look at the Christmas lights. We have our traditions of making Santa his cookies. Oh, have you ever heard of um, Fritz cookies? No. So it's like a vintage cookie machine that my mother-in-law has um, that makes the prettiest cookies. It's super hard to explain, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But it makes the prettiest cookies, like, um, just by squeezing a little lever. Um Huh. And that was really fun, and it turned out great. So if you haven't Googled it and see if you can get yourself one because it's literally the easiest and most beautiful cookies I've ever made. <laughs> yes, I will definitely but, look that up. Yeah, no, but we've been having a, a great time doing our family traditions and everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah for me, um, I keep trying to wrap gifts, but... I can't get more than, like, two wrapped at a time because kids. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> so it's, yep. like, impossible to get it done. So it's going to happen, like, in the middle of the night or something just because I can't seem to get it done otherwise. Oh, yeah, I totally feel that. And I can't put any wrapped gifts under the tree or they will immediately be unwrapped. <laughs> yeah. I have to, like, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I can't do that either. I have to wait because um, otherwise they will be they will be peaking and everything else. Um, yeah, my three year old. I've tried to I've tried to use Christmas. I think this year is kind of an escape because this year I'm able to actually teach the kids about the traditions I had with my dad and um, how mm-hmm. he liked Christmas lights and things like that. And so I've incorporated that and told them more about my dad um and we've added christmas lights and that's really kind of saved me this year as far as surviving the holidays because holidays for me are super hard um my dad passed away on january 12th and he was getting worse during the holiday season so um i'm sorry yeah but it's it's been good in that um, it's it's been good in that this year I've been able to really just focus on, like you said, like if you can't do it for yourself, you do it for your kids, and that's really kind of what I've done this year is focus on making sure that they've had a good Christmas and that they, you know, we start our own traditions and um, and that they know about their pawpaw. Yes. Um, what's your favorite tradition from him? Hmm. Um, let's see. Probably adding to the Christmas lights every year because he loved Christmas, um, Christmas lights specifically. And uh, um, trying to think of, well, I Christmas- also introduced them to um, Mannheim Steamroller and their Christmas music because my dad was a huge fan. Wait, I've never heard of them. Are They're just a, a singing group? 
it's actually more instrumental. It's more like a jazzy instrumental um, oh, rock okay. type group. So, um, and they do Christmas music. Yeah, they have Christmas music, and surprisingly, Zoe loves it. Um, I can't, there are certain songs that she's just like, you know, for Christmas songs, she's like, eh, whatever. But then I put on Mm -hmm. Manhattan Roller and she goes, I love that. (laughs) That's so sweet. Oh, she loves it just like her Paul Paul. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. We don't have too many, we don't have too many like passed down traditions. Um, I actually don't think we have any, but I'm trying to, like, create some because that's something that I always wanted when I was a kid were, like, traditions, but we never had any. Yeah, so I've created uh, I've created a couple, too. What, what did you do for yours? So for mine, we do a um, – we build a gingerbread house um, just around Christmas time. And then the night before Christmas Eve, we make and decorate uh, Santa's cookies. And, you know, the boys go ham and get icing everywhere. And, um, well, oh, there was one more. Um, Well, we're starting Elf on the Shelf, which is a pretty well-known tradition. I think a lot of people do that. (laughs) That dang elf. Um, Right. And then, uh, oh, there's a few more. I just can't think off the top of my head. But I'm trying to incorporate more things that we can look forward to yearly. So we are um, actually, so ours is creating or making an ornament every year to put on our tree. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, I might feel that. it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And you can go to the dollar store and pick up everything for really cheap. And then on, you know, on each ornament, you can just write the, the, um, their age and, and the year, um, that it was done or their name oh, and yeah. the year it was done. Yes. Oh, that, yes, that reminds me of the other tradition. We do, we, um, we do the thing where you put your hand in cement, but it's like an ornament. Yeah. 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 We're going to start that this year. So that's awesome. we will be, but yeah, no, I, the Dollar Tree, I should definitely go there and get like some stuff to read it with. Oh yeah. Dollar like, store is yeah. my favorite place. <laughs> so many crafts and stuff that you can pick up for the kids and for Christmas. Like that's what I do. I go there and I just get, um, I get a bunch of ornament things and we create ornaments. And um, the other thing I'm going to start this year is, and it's only because I got to do it one year as a, as a teenager, but um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take my kids to the dollar store and let them pick out their own gifts for their friends just a few gifts oh. each for each friend and let them um, like decorate a, a Christmas box for them. And that way they can learn the importance and joy that you get from giving. Yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness. That is such a good tradition. Yeah. That, I'm loving that's it a, so far. It's fun. 
Yeah. Um, so you said you have two kids, right? You said three and yeah. five? Mm-hmm. Three and so five. Three. My son will be four January 1st. Oh, mine will be four January 23rd. Nice. They're pretty close. Um, yeah. No, that's an amazing tradition, though. I might steal that one, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is super fun, um, and it gives them the ability to pick out, you know, the things that they want to for their friends, and I can just give them, like, they're pretty good in the dollar store, so I'll just, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have their money and be like, okay, well, you know, you have to remember how much that you have, and wow. they'll ask me, yeah. and then they'll be, they'll go up, and they'll give the money themselves and everything. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, my gosh. My, uh, so... This is probably pretty bad, but my three-year-old, I usually keep him strapped down when we're in the store or in public, like either in the cart or in the double stroller because he goes wild in the stores, grabs everything, goes crazy. So I might have to have him just like point to things and be like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I've I've had to do that with Odin because he – we have definitely been through the uh, three-nager stage, and uh, and <laughs> yeah. he was all over the place. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of my two-year-old who has always just been an angel baby, just, like, so well-behaved. He just turned two, and now he's kind of starting to go into the terrible two territory. And I'm just like, no, please, God, please, just let him stay an angel forever. But hopefully it'll pass quickly. Hopefully. I, all I have to say is girls are, uh, are like, so dramatic, it's almost tougher. My son, because he's a mama's boy, I guess, like, yeah, that's hard sometimes because he's attached at the hip, but... He also does pretty well with listening as to where my daughter is five now, and she's very sassy and independent and dramatic. And so <laughs> I I was like, today, I was like, when did she become a teenager at age five and right? just talking back like this? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so nervous for that because now that my son's almost four, he's kind of started to argue with me more. And I'm like, I gotta nip this in the bud, or else it's gonna. This could spiral really quick because he's he he definitely likes to push the envelope and like see how far he can get. I know it's crazy. It's like, oh, I thought that we only had to deal with that whenever they start their hormones start going crazy. I didn't know that it was like <laughs> when they're so little, teeny thing. Yeah. It happens in that toddler stage. It's absolutely crazy, and they don't know how to um, how to regulate any emotions. And so, like staying calm in those situations is really tough. And I'm definitely not perfect, so um, <laughs> I I can't stay calm all the time. And uh, I've seen I've seen some really good memes about gentle parenting and when it doesn't work. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's me, you know, like try it. And then when it doesn't work, it's just lose my shit. Excuse my language. But yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. I literally like I try to never like yell at my kids 
because uh, I just tried to never yell at them. And um, I ended up yelling at one of my sons this morning, and it has been plaguing me. But I, like, think back to, like, how I was raised and how my childhood was, and I'm like, you know what? I, I think I'm doing a lot better. So I, I'm, I try to gentle parent myself and be like, you're doing a fine job. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you should. It's so funny how we do that, right? Because we look back yeah. at our own childhoods and know what affected us, and so we try to change things. Um, but we're also human, and, you yeah. know, there's more to us than being a mom, and I think sometimes we lose ourselves in that identity of mom. And yes. you you get that part of you that still comes out, though. Like, it comes out, like, I'm human. Think- like, sometimes what you do hurts my feelings. Please stop and you can't you can't stay calm you know right yes oh my gosh my husband told me that the other night because I got angry at Levi and uh oh uh no August bit me really hard and I screamed Mm -hmm. because he like bit like a chunk out and um and Levi who is very sensitive my three-year-old um started, you know, screaming and crying because he had never seen me act like that. He had never heard that noise come out of my mouth. And um, mm-hmm. my husband, just have to remind them that you're human and you're you're not invincible and that things hurt you and that you're not, you know, basically what you just said. So, that's, yeah, that's something that I always try to think in the back of my head. And it's hard sometimes, especially as moms. Because I, you know, they do expect us to be invincible, and um, and so, so I think sometimes we feel like we have to be stronger than we are. And I'm, yeah, I finally learned to, um, like I know that I'm not perfect. So I, especially with my daughter now that she's five, I can't expect her to apologize, you know, if I don't apologize. And so I always try to sit her down and explain, you know. Like, we all have emotions, and that includes me, and I'm sorry if I, you know, if I did something or um, where I try to listen to her, um, you know, to what her emotions are, and I have to remind her that, you know, I I get upset too, and she gets her perfectionist side from me. So, <laughs> like, I, I'll sit there and be like, I learned already, you can't be perfect. Um Cause she'll beat herself. She'll put herself in timeout. Oh, sweet baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's she puts herself cute. in timeout, and I was like, "Oh, that was totally me." <laughs> when I was I, a kid. I used to do that too. I used to put myself in timeout when I was a kid. Whenever I thought I had done something wrong. So yeah, I feel that. I feel like I'm just like, just we're all just like very overly hard on ourselves sometimes. So, Absolutely. but yeah, I mean, yeah, I always. So, uh, going back to HD for a second, um, and mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable answering this, that's fine. But um, do your kids like? Are you teaching your kids now about HD, or are you going to wait to teach them? Um. So first of all, you can literally ask me anything. I'm an open book. Like I don't really get uncomfortable. Um, second, I, um, they're still so little right now 
and their grandma, which is my mom who has HD, to the naked eye. You wouldn't know that she had something wrong with her. Um, mm-hmm. And besides that, we're not really around any anyone that has HD, so I'm kind of waiting a little bit until they're a little bit older, especially because um, I don't want to, like, I, I don't want to, well, how I say this, I, I don't want to scare them into thinking that I'm, like, dying tomorrow or that, like, sure, yeah. you know, like, but at the same time, I do want them to um, feel comfortable with it and not have to go through, like, the five stages of grief and all of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that me and my husband will talk about, like, in front of them. It's not something that I, like, hide behind a closed door. It's out in the open. And then as soon as they're a little bit old, old like, they're old enough to understand my language better, um, then I'll sit down and explain it to them. And I feel like my mom is, like, on the cusp between, um, you know, not being able to tell she has HD to the everyday person to um, starting to go towards like a, oh, what am I trying to say? Like starting to get faster or start, starting to get fur, which is what I saw my grandfather do. Um, mm-hmm, I'm yeah. noticing her in there. So when that starts happening, especially, I'll definitely explain to them what's going on. Um, but I feel like there's definitely an advantage in the knowledge because I was, anytime I asked about it, no one really ever answered my questions. Um, I was told that only males could get it because no one wanted to scare me or like my cousins. And, um, but then that just made me have more and more questions later on and kind of feel a little bit lost when it came to the whole process and like thinking my mom had it at times and then not knowing if she did. But I feel like there's a little bit also of, um, of that fear removed because we already had them tested. Um, right. Right. I feel like that helped a little bit so that, um, and I tested them in the womb and, um, I would have had them, even if they had HD, but I wanted us to know early on so that we could be one, be proactive and two, raise them up in whatever the answer was. Like if they did have HD, we would raise them with that knowledge, you know? So I love that you just said that. Um, before I, before I tell you why, did you have a lot of pushback from about that? About keeping them if they had HD? Yeah, so, like, did you go to a genetic counselor and tell them that um, that you would keep the baby either way? Um, so, my – the I didn't go see a genetic counselor or anything. I only saw my OBGYN and then um, ah, okay. a specialist. I did get a little bit of pushback from my OBGYN, but um, – not a ton because I wasn't very vocal with her. I wasn't that open with her. I kind of was, I kind of stayed closed off because of that reason. But online, I have gotten so much hate for that. Like, so much. So, yes. So, Leah, it's so funny that you said that because um, 
when I got pregnant with Zoe, um, mm-hmm. she was, again, she was a miracle baby. I, you know, I did not know that I could get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was adamant that I was going to have her tested. Um, and so I went through chorionic villus sampling with her. Um, and she's negative. Um, Amazing. But the, I, you know, after going through that process, as as you well know, like, it's a it's a very tough thing to go through. Um, yeah. Very, very emotionally draining. Um, yeah. And I knew that whether or not she tested positive or negative didn't matter mm-hmm. to me. I was still going to have her. And so that really determined um, whenever I got pregnant with Odin because he was he was a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. I was still breastfeeding and stuff, and so um, he was just, he was definitely a surprise. But he's at risk because I could not go through that process again. And the reason for that is because I got so much pushback. And um, so, like here From the in North Carolina. Yeah, from so the genetic counselor would not even see me unless I was willing to consider terminating the pregnancy if the baby was positive. And so I had to I had to lie basically with Zoe and um in order to do it. And then well, I did basic. not right. And then I just didn't want to go through that with Odin, knowing that either way I was gonna keep him and um and then I got a lot of pushback from the HD community too, like a ton. Um, oh yeah. And it's one of the things now that is such a big pet peeve to me. Like I'll go into when I see it online, I'm like, stop, this is personal decision. You guys can't like, until you are in that situation, you, you really cannot like, judge anybody because you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that it's, so unfair for people to I mean I have one video on TikTok with like like a couple million views and I like hate comments about me keeping it either way but I'm like I feel like when it comes to HD like of course I everyone has their opinion but I feel like everyone just needs to be respectful of their own decisions and other people's because everyone not everyone has the same walk that you have just be like i wouldn't judge someone who turned a baby that had hd like right i that's their decision that's their choice they did what's best for them and their family but for me it's different you know exactly 100 percent. i agree 100 percent, and i feel the exact same way and it's one of the things that i think in the community one it needs to be talked about because i think that there's so many of us who really have just kept our mouth shut because we feel afraid to talk about it. Um, yeah. You know, because to have other people in the HE community basically attack you online uh, is a bad feeling, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also to protect your family, right? Like you don't want that getting yeah. back. Um, but it also just needs to be talked about because it's an obvious issue that, that the point of the HD community is not to sit there and judge what other people are doing, but to be supportive, whether you agree right. or not with their decision, we're there to support. And, yeah. um, and so 
I think that's such a one of those taboo topics, you know, that we yes. do, so desperately need to talk about. Yes, it's definitely taboo for sure. But good for you for being willing to talk about that. And I'm so sorry that you've dealt with um, the negative comments and attacks online. Oh, you know what? It's behind a screen. They can't do anything to me. They can't bring me down. So it's it's fine. And like they, especially most of the people who were attacking, I don't even think had ever heard of HD before the video. So they don't ah, have room to talk. Yeah. And, and right. <laughs> like they have yeah. no idea what it's like. No. Yeah, clue. that's a huge thing too. Like if you're not dealing with it, really don't say anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. The audacity some people have just astounds me, but it but it, it sounds like our stories are like pretty similar because I had you know, I planned my firstborn and we tested him for H D and then my second one was an oopsie baby. Um we didn't up getting him tested too, but um that going through that was super, super difficult. Like, the waiting period is the absolute freaking worst. Like, yes. And you know this because you've been through it. But just waiting to hear back what the answer is, oh, my gosh. I When I had my firstborn, I was like, I can't do this again. And then mm-hmm. I got pregnant with and I was like, I'm going to have to go through this all over again. Like, oh, my gosh. I was having the biggest meltdown. <laughs> When I had my positive pregnancy test, I was like, I can't go do this again, but it all worked out okay. <laughs> yeah, Josh and I both sat in our car because we found out um, the day before Zoe's first birthday, and we both wow. we both sat in the car, and we were just crying, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and that sounds so <laughs> terrible, but... But, you know, it was a very stressful time. We're like, how, like, we don't know how to take care of one. How are we going to take care of two? Um, yeah. And yeah. so they were 19, 19 months apart. Um, and Yeah, ours are all yeah. the same. Yeah, it's just, it was so hard. And I told him, I was like, I can't, I can't go through that again because you're right. The waiting period, like doing that genetic testing was a million times harder than testing myself. Oh, hands down, hands down. Yeah. Oh, that was so like, and I had a really hard time when I got tested, but like I didn't, for some reason, whenever I was getting pregnant or we were trying to get pregnant, I like was like, it'll be fine. You know, I was more airy about it, but it was so freaking hard. Like literally I would pray from the time I woke up just like throughout my day until the time I went to sleep. Uh, while I was waiting on those answers. Yep. Yep. Me too. And thankfully the genetic counselor was so good. She called me immediately when she got the results and the first words out of her mouth when she called me um, were baby's negative. (laughs) I was like, Oh, thank God you didn't make me wait. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My mine just left a, he left a voicemail on my phone, but um, he was like, he was like, I've got great news about August. It's great. It's so good. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. Just going on. And then he was like, he doesn't. He tested negative for the HD gene. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad he left a voicemail on my phone because, like, 
I wanted that. I, I just wanted the answer as soon as I could have it, you know? Yeah, so, me too. I think I voicemail. It was like one of the happiest times of my life. Oh, I can imagine. I'm so glad that that you were able to go through that and they both have negative results. That's so awesome. Yes, and you too with your girl. I mean, that's amazing. Yes, it was uh it was definitely a a turning point um because you know, my husband and I, like I said, we had been married for 14 years and um he of course was freaking out about like what what does this mean what's going to happen you know and um so it was a lot for him uh and even when I got pregnant with Odin he was very adamant that I should go ahead and do the testing again and we didn't agree on it and um we had to have um you know a big conversation and he said well what are you going to tell him you know why his sister's negative and he's at risk and I said I'll tell him the truth that I you know, I knew that I was going to have him anyway, and it didn't matter to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I chose him over, over doing the test. And that's, you know, that's just what it is. And I'll be honest about it. Um, yeah. So, and no, he, I mean, you know, he eventually, he eventually understood that. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was very hard for him, too, because we just didn't agree on it. Oh, man, and that's a tough place to be in whenever you and your partner aren't agreeing on something when it comes to HD. Like, that is such a tough place to be in. That's so, especially when it comes to your child. So that must have been really hard for you. It was. Um, it was very hard. But one of the one of the ways that my husband and I work is, you know, because we've been married now, it's been um, 19 years since we got married oh, wow. and uh and we work because we talk through stuff and you know it's not always easy to talk about what we need to talk about but that's mm-hmm. it's all about effective communication oh um, yeah so on the other side that's- of it we're now stronger our relationship is now stronger than it ever has been because of us working through the stuff that we have yeah i mean that's a lot to go through for as a married couple, uh, that's a lot. Um, I mean, because I've been on that end of the spectrum too. And I just, it's, um, yeah, it definitely makes you stronger because it's something that you have to deal with, whether you like it or not, you know, you have to like work through it, whether you want to or not. (laughs) So yeah. 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 Well, Leah, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. I've I've had a blast talking to you. Um, we yeah, should seriously same. figure out how to do like a play date at Help for HD Symposium or something so our kids yes. can play together. <laughs> seriously, and I I haven't gone to um, the symposium for a few years just because my kids have been babies most for the most part, but I'm definitely wanting to go to the one that's the one in 2024. So if your kids oh, will you be should. there. Oh, you should. There's child care. There's child care? Yep. I'll say no more. They, on the next slide. Yeah. Oh. Yep, they I have child there. care. <laughs> I will be there. Where do you live at again? I'm in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Dang. 
I know. It's like our kids are so close in age. I feel like they would have a blast together. I know. Together. They would. We'll make it happen right. for sure. Yeah, we need to make it happen. Okay. Well, well yeah, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you for coming on. And, um, I mean, seriously, just love talking to you. And um, I'm so glad that, you know, that your family is doing okay and, that you are um, doing okay for the holidays, and uh, hopefully you've got some big plans for 2024. Um, sort of, yes, <laughs> but we'll see how they pan out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank oh, you so, so much for having me. Yeah, um, and I, you will be in my thoughts and prayers because um, I know this, the holidays are difficult for you because of your dad. So um, yeah, just know you. that know that you're in my prayers. If, you know, if you're having a tough time, if you ever need to talk, I'm just one phone call away. Thank you so much. That means a lot, especially my dad's birthday was on the 18th. And so um, this for oh. sure has been this period between the 18th to January 12th is really um, tough. So um, thank oh you for that. Yes, I'm so sorry. I know that's so hard. I can't even imagine. You would think after, like, it's been three years, and you would think that it would get easier, but I have found that it does not. Oh, I know. People say that time heals all wounds, but I'm like, man, when my mom passes, I don't know how I'm ever going to recoup. So I cannot even imagine how dealing with that is. I I mean, I haven't really lost anyone that close to me before, so I know that must be so hard. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I took care of my dad. Um, I was his primary caregiver for several years. And so um, that's a whole other loss of identity and um, trying to find yourself afterwards. And, you know, I, I've heard the same thing that time heals all wounds, but it, for me, it's not been the case. Like so far, it's just gotten worse uh, as far as my grief goes. Um, every year I deal with it seems like worsening grief during this time period. So it is oh, what it so is. So, so sorry. I know that's, that has to be so hard, but I will be praying for you. Literally anytime I say a prayer, I'm going to pray for you and that the Lord will just lift your burden. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and I yeah. really hope that you just have great Christmas and um, and a very happy new year. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks. For those listening, um, please make sure that you are tuning in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Obviously, we are talking during the holidays and New Year's will be coming up. I hope that you guys have a great New Year and if you have resolutions for 2024 that they are achievable, even if it's just surviving through to 2024. Um, I am right there with you. So uh, don't feel like you have to have these huge resolutions. It can absolutely be something small, like just surviving into 2024. Um, And you obviously don't have to go all out for 20, you know, for new year's. Um, That is one thing that I'm again, learning this year that it's okay for me to not go all out on things and just to enjoy my family. So, um, 
that I hope you guys are, are just having a really good holiday season and surviving the holidays. Um, and until next time, guys, take care and love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. Every day adds up when you play at Pulse Casino. Pulse.com, over 700 casino style games and counting, and no terrible lounge singer. Promise. Hey, that's pretty mean. There's always a new reason to play. Cash prizes every day of the week. P U L S Z.com. Pulse in your pocket, you can play anywhere. P U L S Z.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.